God bless the flag we all beat in our chest. When it's peace, it's the same old game, the same old players, same old names. My skin is my sin. My skin is my sin. And you are now tuned into another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. And brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. As well as My Skin is My Sin, which has always and will always be the brand. Um, And it's been a minute since we just went straight to blog talk. But I felt like given the recent events from the Supreme Court... If you haven't heard, they did overturn Roe v. Wade. Uh, I felt like people needed to uh, have an opportunity to anonymously speak on how they felt about that. So just one thing real quick. Um, As always, I welcome everyone. I only have one rule, and that's be respectful. Some people may not agree with you. Some people are for the ruling, uh, and most people are against it. And according, just really quick, and I got, if you do want to uh, get on air, make you, you press 1, uh, 314, I think you want to speak, let me know, just press 1, it'll uh, light up. And before I get you on, um, one thing I did want to point out, that in the most recent survey from the Pew Research Center, uh, 61% of United States adults say that abortion should be legal all or most of the time. So this isn't listening to the people. Let's be honest about that. And let me get 314 in on the line. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic tonight, and I'm 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 really active about this entire cause. Um, I don't have to be anonymous because I'm, I'm very vocal. Um, my name is Just Gray. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram or TikTok at jus.grae. And um, I'm not... I'm I'm really pro-choice, like whatever is good for you, um, mm-hmm. because at this point in life, like if you don't own or operate a body part, I don't care whose body it on, it's on, it's not your place to put any type of regulation on their personal body part. I don't really care, like if it's a man, a woman, anybody, like that is their personal decision because they're the ones who have to feel and go through every process that part of their body experiences. And um, at this point, I'm at a, in a position where I am creating a new narrative for those who are affected by the ruling, which is the Protect the Peace movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working to get powerhouses such as Michelle Obama, Alicia Keys, uh, Lala Anthony, those who've spoken vocally about uh, their outrage about this entire situation. I want to create a movement where we uh, have women able to protect themselves and also for those who end up in messed up situations where they do not want to necessarily hold the trauma, but they're not able to abort, um, if they could build a relationship with another family or woman that wants a child and is unable to conceive or just wanting more children, you know, to come pick the baby up at the hospital and fill out the birth certificate to circumvent adoption fees because adoption fees are ridiculous. Children are for sale right now. Adoption costs anywhere from four to $40,000 per child, and that's ridiculous, and that's why there are so many children in the system. So imagine what you're causing now for forcing women to be able to, you know, to have to bring forth these children that are based, born in trauma 
there are going to be a bunch of abandoned babies if we don't find a way to support, you know, and, and help each other out. So that's pretty much my movement, just trying to affect change for, you know, a safe place for women. women. Like, I'm, I'm working on creating as many safe spaces for women as I possibly can. So I'm calling out anybody who is about, you know, an ally or anything like that who has any type of information, or any kind of assistance or help for us as a people, as a human, like, and I know there are more categories involved than just women, you know, at the root mm-hmm. because you have, you know, your non-binaries and all that. But at the end of the day, um, biologically, everybody who has a uterus was born a woman. And so at the end of the day, my, my main, I, I just say protect women because that's, you know, where it started from. So I'm not meaning to be politically incorrect or anything like that. It's just that everybody who is affected or moved, please, please help me out, you know, and, and get the mm. word out there. Like, we need to affect some serious change at this point. Is it okay if women disagree with you? Yeah, and I mean, and that's my thing. Like, I'm sure that there are women who do not agree with the fact that, you know, because, I, I get it. Women don't believe in abortion. However, if you do not believe in abortion, are you ready to step up and take care of an unwanted child? Like you can't sit out here and scream that you're a, a, against something, but you don't have a solution for what comes of the the issue that was in the beginning. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Like we can get both sides of the narrative to work together because I'm mm-hmm. not sure if we'll be able to actually change this law. However, we can create movements to help foster a, a better outcome instead of the chaos that is setting up right now. Yeah, I don't... It, getting this changed is going to be extremely difficult. Because they had every... They had 50 <laughs> years to, to actually put it in, into law... To make it a law. And they neglected to do so. I mean, they, like they could have... Congress could have made it a law. And they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So... And, and what yeah. people are, are underestimating was Trump's uh, effect on judges from the Supreme Court on down. Like people are really just kind of getting into his real effect and his real purpose. All the other stuff, all the shit he talked and all of that was just a sideshow to what they were really trying to do. And that was to determine the federal court's thought process for decades to come. And this is just the beginning. And this is just the beginning. And yeah. that's exactly why I'm just pushing the narrative for us to be able to prevent these things from happening. You know, like, I know that every case will not be preventable. Um, however, if we do our part, you know, to provide women with resources such as self-defense classes, even if you find an uncle or a cousin or your father or brother, somebody who can help you learn how to defend yourself, you know, we also have to take measures to be more cautious and aware when we're in public. Do not, because mm-hmm. I drive Lyft uh, sometimes, and the women get in the car that are so disgustingly drunk, it's not even funny. And we have to stop doing things like that, because that, those are the types of things that set you up for failure, to be perfectly honest. Like, no, it is not anybody's right to violate you when you are in that state. However, it does make you an absolute target. And and a lot of times I'm so happy that I'm the person to pick these women up from the Mm. club and not somebody else because it's terrible. Like, I've had women falling in my car and cannot even hold, you know, the moment. And I'm like, this this kind of stuff has absolutely got to stop. 
First of all, I Although, believe that everybody I, I will say, mm-hmm. and I hate to interrupt you, um, and 434, if you want to get on air, just press 1 for me. Um, but I will say that that drunk or not, no woman has yeah. should, should anticipate no, no or expect or should have to worry about being violated. Um, and I want to add somebody to the conversation, if you don't mind. Sure. All right. Sure. 434, I'm about to get to you now. Good evening. How Hi, you doing? how are you? That's fine. How are you doing? Well. This is Imani. Oh, what's up, Queen? How are you? I'm doing great. And um, Jean, right? Huh? Did I say it right? Did I say it right, Jean? Who me? Yeah. What did I say? Is it Jay? No, I'm, I'm just gray. Just gray. Just gray. <laughs> gray. I, you know what? I'm thinking of the like rapper Jean Gray. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, just Gray, Imani, Imani, that's Just Gray. You know, if you want to, just for anybody out there tuned in, if you want to remain anonymous, that is completely up to you. I'm not just going to say your name. I'm not even going to say your whole phone number. I don't see your name. Uh, it's completely up to you, these two young ladies, um, standing on a square, so to speak, and have no problem with letting the world know who they are. Um, and Imani has been fucking with this show for years. A lot of love for uh just great. Definitely appreciate you. And where were we? Just great. You're a Lyft driver, um, and women get hammered and get into your car and put themselves at risk. And you're happy that right. And I'm, you I, are the one that picked and them I'm, up. Exactly. And I'm never, ever, ever saying that in any any case, it is okay for anybody to feel like they should be able to put their hands on anybody if it's not welcome. So that is not what I'm saying, and I'm not putting the blame on women at all. However, what I am saying is since this new law has come down, because of that, we literally have to be 10 times more aware or a 1,000 times more aware of everything that's going on when it comes to us, you know, and look out for our sisters. Even if you don't know a woman, if you see her and she is out of pocket, help your sister out because it's dangerous out here for us now, really. And honestly, it's already been pretty dangerous, but this is making it even worse, and now we're being robbed of the choices of what we do with our own body, and that's just not right, you know. And like I said, I'm not pro-abortion uh, or pro I'm, I, I'm all about whatever is good for you. I'm going to do what's good for me, you know. However, I just don't feel like the government has the right to regulate my body, and I don't care what part of my body it is. It could be my left my left thumb finger. They don't have the right to regulate that. Okay. Amani, what, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I definitely agree, but, um, um, agree with what she is saying. Um, but I do have to add that when we think about Roe versus Wade being overturned and we think about abortions, the first thing we go to is incest and rape. Um, mm-hmm. it's way beyond that of what is, um, what is being, what is at risk at this time? Because, um, you have like also just regular families, like, there's certain things that come with pregnancy that could be a risk to the mother's life as well as the fetus life. And mm-hmm. you're taking away the opportunity where there is, if there is a genetic disease that could take the life of the baby that you can't, and you know ahead of time that an abortion would be proper to not bring this baby to term and then have to deal with the emotions of having to bury that child because you know that child is going to die shortly after childbirth. Um, yeah. That yeah. is at risk as well. Not to mention yeah. Roe versus Wade is also overturning different um, overall wellness 
for for women, um, OB, OBGYN care, because they are also trying to attack contraceptives and, and other protections that we take into consideration. And as a black woman, my mm-hmm. fear, especially because black women have, um, have the higher risk of dying during childbirth, that's the bother to me as well. So it, it, it definitely yeah. it's a lot. I definitely agree with us being more aware of situational awareness when we're out and in the club and as, as far as, like, drinking and, and getting to a point where we can't control our actions. But Roe versus Wade and, and abortions go way beyond just abortion. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, just rape and, and uh, incest. Um, there's a lot yeah. of other things that, it, that plays in a part to this overturning. But I also have to say this. Roe versus Wade didn't say, didn't, it's, it didn't. It just took away the federal protection of, of abortion, so it's now putting it back into the hands of the state. Right. And this is also a time where our communities have to be aware that this is where our vote matters the most. A lot of people mm-hmm. talk about how um, our vote doesn't count when it comes to the presidential election, and you have to think about that the last few elections. The popular vote won. I mean, the popular vote of who was who was the popular vote was the person that didn't win that did win the election. So Trump didn't win the popular vote, but he won the electoral college. But that's not mm-hmm. where it lies now when it comes to abortion. So this is mm-hmm. now the time that you put pressure on the states, on your state governments, and, and you be more aware and more involved in the judges. Um, the prosecutors who are possibly wanting to prosecute you for trying to get an abortion or even leaving the state to get an abortion or who are pushing these abortion laws locally in your state. Um, So I think now this is a very good time to make it aware of how important it is to be aware of your local governments and how they affect you Mm -hmm. directly because Roe versus Wade being overturned just took the federal protection away from it and put it back in the hands of where the true power lies. So, so let me ask, let me ask you this question, um, and, and I guess I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit. I don't I don't know what you want to call it, but I don't know if you look at the numbers. Um, I guess it's probably somewhere in along the lines of like 20 million uh, aborted babies by sisters over the years. What would our nation be like with that 20 million people? Is that a fair question to ask? I'll tell you what, it depends on the circumstances of each baby that comes out and how they are handled when they come out. Because some babies will end up in good loving homes, whereas others will be lost in the system and potentially become basically a a flock full of slaves for the system to play with because they are in uh, poor conditions without any way of getting out of it because, like I said before, adoption is so expensive, it's ridiculous. Like, doing research, adoption costs anywhere between four and $40,000 per child. Why are we buying children that just need loving homes? Because all the money you spend on adoption could be used to actually raise a child. So that's why I was like, well, at this point, uh, if, if, you are, if you do, you know, end up in a situation where you are pregnant and you do not want to keep that baby, if the baby is, you know, of course, healthy and everything, you know, go ahead and find someone who is willing to come to the hospital and fill out the other part of that birth certificate and give the baby and let it be. Because that's how you circumvent circumvent those speed. It's ridiculous. Like, you could just be the other parent of that child, pretty much, instead of going through 
court and all this other stuff that goes on, like the, we're, we're talking about a child hanging in the balance in a, fa- a loving family that's willing to take the child on and not have the baby caught up in the system. And I'm speaking from personal uh, personal experience because right mm-hmm. now I am the mother of a child who um, someone who trusted me came to me and told me, hey, I know that I'm not going to be able to raise this baby. And if you would like to have for, you know, I will do and sign whatever I need to to give him to you. Oh, wow. Time. And the problem was, though, before she fully made that decision, she filled out the birth certificate. And so now we're having to go through the adoption process, which at the moment we don't have the funds to complete that because it's really expensive. So we're basically raising this child with the power of attorney, you know, um, working, you know, navigating, which is, it's been okay for us, but it could be better if things are done proactively. If you know, you know, like, look, I'm, I'm just trying to get this baby to the earth, you know, so for somebody else to be able to care for the baby and everything like that, make those arrangements in advance, you know. Hmm. That way that helps clean up the system of all these children that are out. Cause, do you know, I, okay, I am a part of the LGBT community. And when I got my son, of course, a lot of my friends knew that I had not been pregnant, and I got so many inboxes. How did you get this baby? You know, and I'm like, wow. I didn't want it at the time. It was, like, overwhelming. But really, it's necessary to know this now. Like, if you know somebody who gets pregnant and does not want their baby, show up to the hospital and fill out the other half of the birth certificate and just take the baby. Like, literally. Because it should not cost to adopt children like that. Like, what are we, we, we're paying thousands of dollars to push papers around? Really? That's yeah. literally what it's coming down to. And it's like yeah. modern day slavery for real. It, it, I've actually, we actually went to the foster uh, parent classes. And A64, I'm going to get you on air in just a second. Um, but yeah, the extent that you have to go through um, is understandable as far as the classes are concerned. Um, yeah, but it's, yeah. the, the irony is that you could like any any no disrespect to anybody, but any moron can have a kid, and that's okay. But mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. you want to take care of somebody else's kids, you <laughs> you have to be educated on doing so. This just makes no some some of the ways they go about things. I get it, but at the same time, it, it makes no sense. And a six four. Before I get you on, I want to ask Imani this because I know you're a future attorney. Do you mm-hmm. think legally? will be a, this 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 law will be reversed um it's hard to really say um because we we had okay so um i feel like from cuz we are we have a very conservative supreme court right now um, and the way that Roe versus Wade being overturned and the way that could, that could be corrected where it would make it, bring that federal protection back, would be if Congress acted. But you have so many people who have lost faith in uh, the system, the government overall that's sitting out of elections um, and not understanding fully how important that is, Um that it could go, because I've seen right here in the DMV area, we have so many conservatives that are running for, for Congress, um, for Senate and House of Representatives, that it don't make no sense. And if they win, just like Virginia, the state of Virginia was Democratic for the longest time. It, it had a Democratic governor. And because of the effects and what Trump said in his, in his rhetoric, for the first time in decades, Virginia is now has a Republican governor, 
and he is like Trump 2.0. Um, so when you look at situations like that, I would say it, it's it's a possibility if Congress does what it it has to do, but you have to be it it's us to put pressure on them. Um, but we're so um, some of us, I want to say, it's naive, um, and mm-hmm. and so just oh, this not my problem, or it doesn't affect me type attitude, and just it's just so many things that's wrong with this this society in general. Not just speaking directly to the black community, that it's hard to say because right now it could it's in there's a bill that's in then the hands of Congress right now mm-hmm. that if it passes, it could overturn what the Supreme Court just did. But really? you have mad Republicans that are against it, that think the same way as Clarence Thomas, Amy Coney Barrett, and Kavanaugh. So you have to be like, where do we It ain't the Republicans so, that's the problem, though, Queen. Like, the Republicans are pretty open about their, 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 their stance on it. It's those closet Democrats that aren't saying much, that, that yeah, stand with them on, on this particular issue. And before before I let you continue, I want to add a six four to the conversation. Um, and okay. just a reminder, uh, as always, I welcome anybody in any uh, opinion, any thought process. You just have one rule, and that's be respectful. I don't care if you come on and, and you disagree completely. What we won't allow is for this to turn into some type of circus or some type of uh, argue fest. Because the reason I did this show is not for some some dude to be telling women how how the fuck to deal with their bodies, but for me to listen and for me to provide a forum for women and and men if they want to call up to speak honestly and and share their thoughts. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna get a six four eight on the conversation real quick. A six four, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine. How's everybody doing? Doing good, bro. What, what, what are your thoughts, man? Um, I, I want to say that 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 this this comes at a time, um, and it's and it's very saddening to me, right? Um, mm-hmm. why is it saddening? Because we as black folk, I'm black. I'm speaking as an African here in America. Mm-hmm. Our highest mortality rate. It's not gun violence. It's not black-on-black violence. It's not cancer. It's not, you know, smoking crack. It's not uh, whatever it is we may think uh, or eating badly as we as we do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the highest. That's not, not our highest mortality rate. Our highest mortality rate resides in the Planned Parenthood mechanism, Right. And I look at what we're discussing, Roe versus Wade, as being just only a mechanism of Planned Parenthood. So I think it is very important that while we are supporting each side, either side, especially mm-hmm. being pro, that it be good that we understand who Margaret Sanger was, who she was, and when she wanted to start Planned Parenthood, why it fits into the statistics that we find ourselves in today, which that's the, I'm, that's the I'm going to give them a brief died. synopsis on that. She was a racist bitch uh-uh. that wanted to kill black people. She right, was the right, founder right. of eugenics. <laughs> she was the founder right. of eugenics. Right. She felt like you could breed out uh, the bad apples from that, which is the reason why she right. created Planned Parenthood. 
Right, right. But I think it was, it was, it, and that's what she said to make it seem. But we do know that it had a lot to do with the uh, uh, population control, and as it relates mm-hmm. to black folk birthing other black folk, right? So of course mm-hmm. they're not going to be, they're not going to be, they're all for promoting anything that is going to be degenerative, as it relates to our normal family setup. Right, the the family mm-hmm. in which I came from. Right now, they want to. We want to introduce, and I'm not saying anything against the LGBTQ community, but I, as a black man, I, as a black human, I think I deserve, or our children deserve, the rights. Right after mm-hmm. our families have have been torn apart, no humanity has ever suffered the atrocities that us as black folk have gone through. No human. You understand? And what we mm-hmm. do in the face of these times while our girls are still going missing, our girls are going missing at an alarming rate. We don't discuss this. I see, I saw those women, they were picketing at the state, at the state capitol, right? Whether it be mm-hmm. for women's rights or p- to protect women, why aren't those same women picketing to find those lost black girls that are disappearing? Ooh. At a, that, that are disappearing at an equally alarming rate. You understand? Um, now, I could play I, devil's I, I, advocate I with that one, and, I, and I'll say of this. Of course, of course, in, in that of course. I feel where you're coming from. I get it. Um, mm-hmm. But we as a community have to do a better job. If we're going to make that argument, um, and just brought up a, a really good point about adoption and you know, kids in, in foster homes. We, you know, we got a lot of kids out here that we're not taking care of. We got to do a better right. job but, but of taking we, care we, of but, all but, of our children. Got, but we, can, but we have, can I interject right quick? Because I, I got something to say about that. For, for, mm-hmm. once, for one thing, I, I agree. Like, we have to do better overall. But when you say, when you speak blanketly about the fact that no one is speaking about the black girls that are going missing, that's where you're incorrect. Because I know my, me personally, the work that's being done here in the DMV, there are people out there that's looking for those black missing girls, but you just don't hear about it. So don't, don't take that the fact that and you're seeing no, women. And see, I'm not, and what I'm saying. Hold on one second, King. You hold right. on. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, don't sir. Don't take that you see what you see on, that you see people protesting about what's going on with Roe versus Wade. There are people out here that I know personally that are beating the streets that are looking for these black missing girls. I've know, I know people personally who have recovered and found missing girls and returned them back to their families. So it's out here being done. So I, I don't want you to speak and make it seem like that we don't care uh-uh. about that because that's kind mm-hmm. of taken away of what Roe versus Wade is. And I also get what you're saying about Margaret Sanger as well because I, I, I understand and know who Margaret Sanger is. But at the same time, if you're going to speak in that, you also have to acknowledge the fact that black women die, have the higher rate of dying during childbirth, which is a, another reason why Roe versus Wade is very important to that. So taken away from the fact that Margaret Singer, yes, she was she was the founder of eugenics, and eugenics was her basis of creating Planned Parenthood, trying to weed out. This is not about 
them Roe versus Wade is not about population control against us. It's more so of the fact that right now, even though it, there yeah. is a high rate of abortions being done in the black community, but don't also right. negate the fact that in the white community, 60% yeah. of the abortions that are being done are in the white community. So this is more so about a preservation well, of them as well and not just controlling us. And that's some of the things I was thinking. But I kinda on, was on that I note, to... I just want to put it out there that, and this is from the Pew Research Center, that 33% of all abortions as of 2019 were non-Hispanic whites. And this is what that's the, the white people... But, I, but I are not procreating but, at adequate rates, and this is right. what this and is all true. about, their fear. And, and that's true. And, and the reality is is that while they are afraid of themselves becoming a minority, what I'm not going to do is feed mm-hmm. in into any type of publicity, any type of promotion. They are trying to get me to go backward as it mm-hmm. relates to substantially producing children. And it comes down to an honest conversation that we have to have. We don't have to play any games. We have to ask ourselves, hey, what kind of conversation, what type of uh, agendas are we promoting to make sure that our children, we are raising our children the right way to make sure that when we are having sex, this conversation needs to come up as well because right now our children are just hearing us talk about, well, oh, yeah, I should have an abortion, I shouldn't have an abortion. No, let's talk about before you get to a place of having an abortion. I have a penis, I have a vagina, what should I do with it? You understand? Can we have both, can we have both, can both coexist though? No, 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 listen, because I had to go through the first grade before I went to the fifth grade. So there is, that everything, it it happens in order. So if you're going to teach children about the greater picture, you won't want to teach them about the primary aspects first. We don't want to confuse things. So we want to teach children to to love who who the creator created them in. Right mm-hmm. now, a lot of our children, there's a lot of rhetoric, and we have to be honest regardless of who, whatever side that you're promoting, we have to be honest and saying that, hey, if the creator created, created our children in this image, why not help them to be and accommodate their image a little bit better, even if that be that you are you are created in a perfectly fine image. You look at yourself as a king. Look at yourself as a queen. Today, our children are looking at themselves at, at everything, what they say, call themselves anything except for a child of God, right? So we're yeah. referring to ourselves as we can do all this other stuff except for taking care of ourselves taking care of our families. And I'm wondering, like, even with us engaging in this conversation, I want to offer to this conversation, how can we recognize and take care of the things that have been damaged in our broken families, not continue to, to, to break things, you understand, and allow things to be broken. You understand, right now our children need to be rescued. You understand, I'm not down, I'm not down talking any agenda. But I do know that those women, and I'm not, you know, not speaking against the sister, but this is a reality where I am. I stayed here in the capital of South Carolina. Now, there were a lot of women when it mm-hmm. comes down to the gay rights, when it comes down to all this, and a lot of times they are white lesbian women that are getting funds, that are promoting a lot of this stuff. But I don't see those women when it comes down to looking for these black girls. Right? I have friends 
my friends, which I'm not going to put them out, but they actually are the ones that are launching and engaging in the rescue mission and, and, and finding these girls. But if we were picketing, if we were putting equal amount of energy there, I promise you we would be finding girls just like the people that I know who aren't, they, they don't have any sponsorship behind them. But a lot okay, of these so, groups do. So, so, so for, what for me, when, and, when, and I got to cut you off. I, 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 I got to I got to I, I got I'm sorry, but I got to cut you off a little bit because I, I want to make sure that my sisters uh, get equal value on the show. Um, but me just just really quick. I think that all things all, you know, like we're, we're not a, a myopic or myopic society as a people, black folks. And. We can tackle like just just a, a single mother track tackles a thousand things a week. We, we, handles, we don't show that hand, we do that well. Quick. We don't show that we what? do that well. We don't we don't prove well, that. Well, you know, we I, can't I, prove I, that. I think we're still, I we're think, still let, let me let me finish there, bro. Let me finish, please. Okay. Um. Okay. The circles that I I roll in, mm-hmm. I, w- I would I would offer a different view. Imani for one, um, I, I know her. For years, it's been rocking with the show for years. And a, a dynamic individual with a plethora of talent and a plethora of opinions, who is able to juggle more than one topic with ease. Uh, so, and that's she's just an example of the type of people that I like to keep around me. Uh, so maybe that's just you know how I choose. I chose my circle. I don't know, think, or God do chose that circle for me. Do you Say think that again? those types of people that do you think the type of people that you are speaking of and making reference to are popular in our black community? Do you feel like that that type of mentality is popular or not popular? In our well, black I've been doing for I've been doing this this podcast for years, and mm-hmm. apparently I'm doing something okay because it got some people to tune in for years. Um, so. Mm-hmm. My point has been to try to make those type of people popular. Hence, like right, Imani, right, right, right. And, I, and I'm going to let Imani and, and just get get the floor back in a second, too. Um, but mm-hmm. she was one of the first people I reached out. When I thought about doing the show, she's first one of the first people I tagged because I needed to know if she was on board. If she's on board, I can roll with it because I don't want it to sound like, like the Supreme Court, basically, is men dictating to women what to do. And I get what you're saying. I do. Um, um, but at the same time, it's not my body and it's not, it, it's, it's not me. It's got to go. Well, I created, I created girls. I created girls. So I'm not, I can't speak to any other man, but I have <laughs> girls that are, you know, so even with that, it's not that, oh, I'm only going to provide wisdom and teach my children only if they're bored. Of course, I'm going to teach my girls on what to, as it relates to what I see. I can't teach them how to fully be a woman, but I have made observations, and there are certain things that they, you know, you know, and I think that's okay, what we well, should be as parents. That's what we should well, be as Well, as, as a girl dad, the biggest thing that I've learned is to listen. So I'm going to let the sisters mm-hmm. take the floor back for a little okay. bit, okay? Okay. All right, brother. All right. Um, I do appreciate your input, though. Um, Ms. Gray and, and Mommy, what do you think? I'm here. And what he said. <laughs> you mean, go first, Ms. Gray. <laughs> I, I, I'm hearing this, and like I said, I understand his passion and everything like that. Um, again, I just 
at the at the end of the day, I honestly just feel like the government has no place in this argument whatsoever. And I don't really care what aspect of it it is, uh, whether you're for it or against it. It's just not anybody else's business. Um, and that, that will probably be able to be argued until the end of time. Um, however, like I said, because of the fact that the government has made this business in any kind of way, like it doesn't matter which regulations and which way they try to spin, it, spin the situation, um, I am definitely all for women being educated, you know, more properly about things that are going on. Um, and just, you know, protecting themselves against as much as possible, you know, getting resources out there that are helpful. You know, because arguing about this law, we'll all be walking around with no voice in a minute. Uh, mm-hmm. But what are we mm-hmm. going to do to help the people? Like, we can debate this until we do in the face, but if there's no solution to the problem. And as far as the missing black girls and, and you know, I will admit that I have I, – I, this – I'm not a very political person. This is my very first time jumping in the political ring at all because I do not like to debate with people about these types of mm-hmm. things because I know that I typically believe what I believe, you believe what you believe, and I'm going to leave it at that. However, um, this one, and, and, the, and the Young Black Girls is a very, because uh, that one, we I, I'm from St. Louis, so a lot of um, young girls have come up missing men, and we have a lot of crazy violence there and all kinds of things. So it's like I'm in a position now where I'm working on affecting change with the entire world and situation by situation. Like your situation might not be on my list at the top of the docket right now, but I'm coming because basically my job and my purpose in this life is to be a consumer experience strategist and designer. And I don't say customer because it's much bigger than being a customer. As human beings, we are consumers of all life experience, which means that mm-hmm. every facet of life, you know, has to be addressed. And if, if it's poor consumer experience coming from anywhere, it needs to be addressed. And a lot of times people think they are exempt or above, you know, providing a good consumer experience, including the police system, you know, including the government. Including, and so, honestly, this is just my first stop on my tour or one of my stops on my tour to changing the narrative of the entire consumer experience for the world. And yet, and I don't care. I will. I'm, I've been trying to reach Michelle Obama all day, and and at least anybody I can with a bigger voice than I have to help me get this going. Because honestly, um, there are a lot of things that need to be addressed, you know. And and we just gonna have to go down the list one by one, or two by two, or whatever, and everybody get on the issue and get it going. Um, I, I am not about a debate. I'm about a solution. So um, right. at this point. That's, that's, you know, that's pretty much what I'm about. Like, everything else at this point is, is debatable and can be viewed from many different aspects. And honestly, I pre- appreciate the other perspectives because it then it gives me other things to, you know, address in my narrative when I'm going to these bigger people. Like, hey, can we look at something for these people, those people, and those people? So I'm, I'm very open to all of this dialogue. It, it's not moving me either way. <laughs> I respect that. What do you think, Imani? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely um this is not my, my first time in the political ring. Um I tend to be very outspoken on various <laughs> different topics. <laughs> um so um but originally my original uh focus in coming into in going to and heading into law school was because of the fights against the black community. And in doing so and being a major history buff, I've noticed that um, I noticed a couple of things. One, for every progression that is made in the black community, there is going to be white backlash. 
and it's extreme. I've also yeah. noticed that every law that is put into effect, it regardless of who's the face of that law or who people think on the face value of that law, that law is nine times out of ten is going to affect the black community ten times worse. Mm-hmm. And that is, with that being said, that is the reason why you will see me speak out on things like Roe versus Wade, because even though people talk about and you see women that are out there protesting about it, even though you see that, but it's deeper than that, because I know that it affects black women at, at an extreme. Um, there's a new case case that came up, because personally, when Roe versus Wade got overturned, my first thought was civil rights is under attack and civil liberties is under attack. Really, And the fear that comes with that, the fear that comes with that, because a lot of people are talking about Roe versus Wade, but there are a lot of other things that have came through the Supreme Court that people have not spoken on and have not realized. Mm -hmm. And the problem with that is when civil rights and civil liberties are under attack, but people that are going to feel the effects worse than anyone, it's going to be the black black community. Yes. Um, And so my fight, my job and what my focus is, is while I am in this law school experience, is to gather the tools to be able to bring the fight back because and let the Supreme Court, um, and in the words of Maxine Waters herself, the hell with the, the Supreme Court because <laughs> my job is to come and let you know we're not taking this land down. We are not going. You, we are not going to allow you to roll us back to the '60s. You're trying, but we're gonna still stand out here. We're gonna stand ten toes down, and we're gonna do what we have to do. And thankfully, because of the type of school that I am at, we are social justice driven. So I'm not only just gaining the tools myself, but I have colleagues, mm-hmm. uh, not just of of color, but uh, white colleagues as well that are very outspoken and very driven on some of the effects that is going on in the black community and the uh, marginalized communities overall. So, Can I say something to just just real quick? Then white mm-hmm. folks, uh, I, I'm not giving them no credit until they're in the workforce and they ain't around y'all. And listen, <laughs> and listen I'm, I'm quick to be like, I am Dick Gregory when it comes to that. Don't tell me about no good white folks. Um, I am quick to that, but I also know how to play the game. So <laughs> I will keep you <laughs> in my pocket. To to get what I need to get done, but I also know and understand that until we, we become the majority and, and <laughs> get and level the playing field, they're going to be mm-hmm. needed. They're they going to serve a purpose. They they are needed. So I would never um, – I do – I have had – even in law school, I have had ones that I have to, like, hey, need to correct your rhetoric because I, I get what you're trying to say, but you still came off very offensive, so I'm going to need for you to fix that. So – um, it because they some of them are naive to the to they know they want to make a change and they want to help but they don't know where to start and so and then they they still go off they blanket yeah. um knowledge yeah and they can say things and do things that are very offensive to people of color so um but I also feel like it's not my job to educate you so my job is to my job is and my focus is to help and further my black community and fight for them um and be their voice because. In the legal field, 90% are white. It's 90% yeah. legal field, what you're talking about, lawyers, prosecutors, judges, white. And so um, my job is to change that number to make sure that we further the agenda for the black community. Um, 
Because, like I said, when we're talking about kids and, and kids being, like she said, adoption is very important. I Right now, this summer, I'm working in the public defender's office in the juvenile division. Mm-hmm. I'm currently reading, um, for this, this internship I'm doing, I'm currently reading The Rage of Innocence, which is written by um, an attorney and wonderful professor out at Georgetown Law, black, um, black professor. Um, we call her Chris. She wrote this book, and in this book, she says she was a public defender for 25 years. And out of those 25 years, she's only had four defendants that were white. The rest of them were black children. So when you're talking about, when we talk about abortion, and that's why I I totally agree with what Ms. Gray was saying about adoption, because I'm sitting here listening to some of the stories that of these kids who – who com- who have committed crimes, and their reasoning for committing crimes versus um, non people of color or white folks um, is variously different. Um, they create we our children are out here um, in in situations that we do need loving homes because they're doing a lot of them are doing it out of survival, just to survive every day, and so um, it is heartbreaking to see a lot of the things. But I just feel like. My focus is to arm myself with the tools to make sure that they don't continue to roll back any other civil rights or civil liberties because I know who's going to feel the effects the worst. Um, I will say one thing, though, um, and I got somebody else that wants to get in on the conversation, and I'm trying to get as many people as possible um, because I – And if I could, you know, you could throw me in there sometimes, bro. I, well, bro, you took a you took a minute, so I'm I'm trying to get people. Oh, oh, I did. I thought, I, I, thought I was a couple minutes, man. I, I think you, I was you, the only one speaking <laughs> for that side, so I think it was a. It, it, yeah, I mean, off for a balanced conversation. I mean, I'm I, I trying, bro. Yeah. I'm not. I, I'm not perfect, it, you know. I, my yeah. Mom okay. Okay. Protection. Then. All right. Um, okay. Then I got you. But go ahead. I'm gonna give you a couple, and then and no, and you no, don't no, have like no, I don't no, know who no, this no, is. No, your number is unknown, so it just comes up all ones. I'm gonna get to you in just a second. Uh, I'm gonna let the brother go ahead and speak his piece for a minute. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm definitely respecting all of the, uh, you know, the views of the callers. But like I mm-hmm. said, um, I, I've I've been just basically interested to see how it, we were going to approach this discussion. You know, once it became political and on the TV screen. But I think it's always a good and very important mm-hmm. time for us as responsible black adults to talk about the livelihood of our children. And anytime we're talking about abortions, you're talking about the black fetus. So it's, you know, like the sister was saying, talking about coming from loving families. But how do we get from, hey, how, 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 how do we get from a loving family to a hateful family? You understand? Mm-hmm. Does it have anything to do just as we are going uh, for policies that are now going to stop? Because, you know, even in the LGBTQ community, I have to, you know, give them props for, you know, not being in certain civil, civil unliberty places as us as black folks still are in. You understand? We still are called nigger in 2022, and white folks don't go to jail. You know, you aren't going to be damned for hate speech, or, you understand? And that's mm-hmm. what I'm seeing. So I, I know I want to be careful for this because this is also what Dick Gregory said, you know, that lesbianism, the, the white fe- feminist movement, jumped on the back of black folk and the civil rights movement in the early 60s. 
And what we wind up seeing is their agenda had gotten pushed forward all the while we were still standing at the back. So I'm not saying, hey, and I think the sister said it, while we are, you don't have time to educate people, but you want to know that while people are actually fighting for you and on your side, that there are going to be people that are substantially equipped. Because if not, they could be potentially people that will wind up throwing us back. And then we'll be 40, 50 years later now still asking for the same liberty that we were asking for 40, 50 years ago. And this is what we have to be honest with ourselves as black folk, because we are, I guess, get so discouraged because we're still getting killed by police like animals. You understand? We get so Mm -hmm. discouraged now that we aren't winning that fight. So I guess we are jumping on to some other fight. No, we should stick to the script and say, well, hey, we still want to be able to uh, preserve our right to live. And I'm saying this for all of our black children. You understand? So whether it be Margaret Sanger, you understand, a lot of times people may say Republican or Democratic, but we saw uh, Bill Clinton was there with the eugenics program. Bill Gates, you understand? These were people that didn't see black life as very important. So now they're going to have a conversation promoting a rhetoric that is going to be a one that says, hey, you should have your right to kill your baby. You got your right to do that. So that's all I'm saying as a father of uh, four girls and encouraging them, teaching them. Let me ask you a question. You Let me ask you one question, bro. What, what you should be doing I, with your I, I've got I've got mm-hmm. three daughters and, and six grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If your daughter came to you and said, I'm going to have an abortion, you treat her differently? It's going to be it's going to be a discussion of why you're having well, she don't owe you. She don't owe you a why. Yeah. Well, you may say that for your child, but if no, she's I'm saying that for me, yours too, bro. All I, all she's I an adult. If she's six, if she's under, if she's of not of age and in your home, then she absolutely does. But if she's an she adult convers- and she has she's, she's decided with some gentleman she- to to have sex, mm-hmm. um, and ha- and becomes pregnant and decides they decide they don't want to keep the baby, she actually doesn't. Owe you an explanation if she right, offers right. one but we're, out of but love we're, and respect. But we're speaking, we're speak, we're speaking in the context of her coming to me. If she chooses okay. to pick up a, a gun, if she chooses to pick up a gun and say, "Well, hey, I'm going to end the baby's life by blowing my own brains out," you're right. That'll be her own decision. I can't. But if she comes to me and says, "Dad, what should I do?" I'm going to encourage her. This, you understand? Does that make sense? She has to well, that's not what I'm asking, though. I'm not asking uh-huh. that if she comes and asks for, you, for, you, for you, your permission, right. per se, but if she comes to tell you this is the scenario and I have chosen this, do you treat her differently? Right. What could I say? Right. There's going to be something that's going to be different as it relates mm-hmm. to a discussion, as it relates to going forward with, with me looking at what she's doing with herself. You understand? Because it's, it, I, I would have liked to say that I've taught her better than it, just as if she's equally picking up a gun or she's going out there having unprotected shit, potentially getting herself in a situation where she's going to have AIDS. That's not anything that I've okay. taught her. So when she's talking about she's engaging in something to that, I'm going to now have a concern as it relates to 
the direction in which, you know, and that's just what I teach. Now, they could go outside of that. I say, hey, I want you to take care of your life. But they could say, hey, I want to go over here and smoke crack. What could I do about that? But while they are in my company, I'm going to definitely encourage and support the things that are going to be adequate and substantial for them, you know, and, and setting up a lifestyle for their children to, to be substantial and creating, I think, what the, what the sister was saying, the thing that we don't have, loving family. You understand? I want to create substantial loving family. So let's have that conversation. I don't think I'm faulted for being responsible in that. All right, I respect that. Um, I want to get, I guess, one 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 in on the conversation. What's good, fam? Welcome to the conversation. We're talking about Roe v. Wade uh, overturned. All right, nothing, man. I'm cool. How y'all doing? All right. Well, this is interesting. Um, a couple brothers. I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm surprised. Go ahead. What you think, bro? What's on your mind? Yeah, well, I guess the thing that stands out the most is no matter what, we're talking about the Supreme Court being used for a political function. It's always mm-hmm. presented as, you know, this, this is the rule of law. This is about interpreting that law, and that's how it plays out. But in actuality, what you see is the Federalist Society uh, grooming people to be on the Supreme Court for this particular day, for this reason, and getting, uh, going after Roe v. Wade. So we knew this would happen. You saw it in the confirmation hearings when they were talking to Kavanaugh and uh, what's, what's the other lady, the handmaiden, and, you know, these other people, that, that was one thing that, that was brought up. And these people, yeah. of course, well, you know, we're going to go by the letter of law. And then immediately when they get in, they reverse turn and they do what they did. So how does this play out in real life? What happened? So the 12 states were more likely to do this, and I think we can all expect that they will. They'll fight the challenges. But the 12 states who are, who are going to figure out ways to ban abortion these are also the states with the highest uh, mortality rate for women in childbirth. So the idea that the people least equipped and, and, and less good, the states less good at keeping women safe during childbirth, you're telling me they're going to do better with less resources? Because when the abortion clinics go, also the extra care stuff goes as well, because then you're talking about these Republican legislators voting on head start to prenatal care, like all these different things that women use uh, in, in order to keep themselves safe, especially women, you know, who don't have the means as far as monetarily. Mm-hmm. These are the people who are going to be most in danger. Now, of course, black women's rates are triple that of non-Hispanic white women, which puts us in another situation where we say, which babies are they actually trying to keep and which babies are they not? And then we look at the ridiculous amount of, of children still waiting to be adopted in all these places, and you say, is this really about the kids if you're going to turn around and cut all the funding, make it more difficult in, in, in an environment where a lot of women are dying already uh, with the idea of childbirth, what really are they trying to do? So you look at their declining, uh, <clears throat> declining yeah. rates of, of birth as far as the, the, that, that Republican stronghold group, and you also look at they're aging out. A lot of the yeah. older Repub- a lot of the older uh, Republican base is is not replacing themselves with younger Republicans. So how do you figure out how to solve that? It's okay. We lock up these twelve states in the electoral college. That'll give us an advantage, and it'll make up for us losing the popular vote because we'll be able to lean on these states and stop Texas and Georgia from going purple. So you can see, like, there's a political operation here 
and you can see who's going to be punished the most from this. So, and you know what? That, I, I, just you know, just to add to your point, I'm sorry to cut you off, but the crazy part about that, though, is that my guess is is that those white chicks out there getting abortions probably not Republican. They probably aren't the pro-lifers that, that these Republicans think is going to somehow become the next them. And to, but when I looked up, um, there's 11 states that already have trigger laws that literally, as soon, soon as they made this call, Idaho, Utah, North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, Missouri, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, and Louisiana already had laws on the books just waiting. So this should happen immediately, which is just <laughs> like how you can have a law waiting on the Supreme Court. Ridiculous in my mind. I didn't even know that was like allowable. Yeah, because it's a 30 year project. Remember, like this is not something they thought of last week. They've been working on this for a very long time. So yeah. then we got then we got to go to the other part of this, man. While we're looking at this and you say, OK, so white women of means, even black women of means who have, you know, the money and the family support. They're going to be able to leave that state, go get the care that they want, and then come back. And the other people who don't have the means, don't have the resources, because a lot yeah. of resource networks are being knocked out, they're going to have trouble. Think about all the young women you know who have an app to track their period. Hmm. If that woman has a miscarriage, are you telling me that private company is going to stand strong if that local new uh, Roe v. Wade government uh, goes after that company to release the, those people's data so they can try to investigate even more. So, yeah, man, there's a mm. lot of layers to this, but ultimately we're still talking about Jim Crowism and these people trying to figure out as their, you know, population declines and the, the mm-hmm. popularity of their group declines. Remember, the Republican Party has been running for four years, well, I would say eight years, with no platform. It's just uh, what they're against. They don't tell you what they're for. Ultimately, because this is, you know, this is how that party is going down. So they had to figure out different ways. So this, this yeah. is, this is going to be something. But I think we can make some predictions about how bad the outcomes are going to be and who is most affected by them. And I in there, man. Thanks for letting me on. Oh no, no, no doubt. Thanks for calling up. And so far, if I, if, I, if I'm, you know, I'm just kind of in my in my mind doing the math. Uh, we have one gentleman who seems it sounds like he's pro life. Um, and everybody else seems to be pro-choice. What I do appreciate, and I want to thank y'all, is for the healthy dialogue. Uh, it wasn't no yelling. It wasn't no, I'm, I hate you, your mama ain't shit, that, none of that, you know. Um, it, it, <laughs> right, it, right. And this was the point of, of this conversation, to offer a space where we don't have to agree but there's a lot of things that in listening to the conversation tonight that we all agree on, which is a beautiful thing. We don't necessarily all agree on Roe v. Wade. Me personally, um, I thought differently before I had daughters. I'm just going to keep it a buck. Was it my problem? I didn't think it made sense. I, why, why, you know, I, I was more in the pro-life Lane. Then I had daughters, and their lives are completely different than the life I've led. Their problems are are similar in some aspects, but they've got problems I couldn't even consider until I had them. And now that I've been blessed and privileged enough to see my daughters have their own daughters, 
it really changes shit. It's just not my call. Um, and I, I respect everybody's opinion. I really do. As long as you, you, you bring it in a way that is respectable, you know, like if you're trying to run over people at a fucking march or some shit like that, no, I don't respect you. You're goofy. You need to be taken care of in a proper manner. Um, but if you can have a dialogue and you can say, hey, I agree, I disagree or whatever, and we don't have to end up wanting to do bodily harm with each other, I respect that. Uh, but yeah, having, ha- for me, having daughters has enlightened me and made me see that my way was selfish. I didn't have to deal with certain shit. And there are gentlemen out there that aren't me that who may not be as supportive in the time when a woman needs that support, she may need to make a choice just for herself. Who am I to tell her? You know, like, I don't, my only thing with this is I don't want somebody to sit up there and say, my body, my choice, but then tell me I need to get a COVID shot. That's my body. Could, could I ask? Could I ask not only you, brother, but maybe everybody, if mm-hmm. we feel like not only in this situation of speaking about full life, but whether it be diet, whether it be just common everyday safety or pro life, that we as a black community have got gotten far away from that. You know, even, like I said, not just speaking about abortion. If we take abortion off the table and we say, where are we as black folk in being at the table having these discussions about pro-life, whether it be diet, whether it be music, our entertainment, what is it that we stand up for collectively that may represent pro-life? Or have we been at a place or are we, because I'm saddened by seeing our children at a place where every day, like every day there's a rapper that's getting killed, that is getting shot. So mm-hmm. it's never a situation where we are pro-life. That's, a, that's almost a fact. It's a culture that's going on now, or anti-culture, that is not promoting pro-life, take care of life. But you, you know, be here for your life, even with the children. It's almost like, well, I can do what I want with my life. I can do what I want to with your life. It's my choice. You understand? So it, 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 how does that perspective kind of, I don't know if everybody watched the BET Awards, but a lot of times they speak about the BET Awards and how it's somewhat of a probe of how us as a black people are engaging in the stuff that we allow ourselves to engage in. When you roll down, the, we can listen to the radio and listen to the things that we allow to be on our, you understand? And it's always about twerking. It's always about shooting, selling dope, doing dope. And it almost mimics something that's, you know, basically anti-life rather than pro-life. And like I said, does that tie in to our, our perspective generally? on life as, as, as a whole? That's a good question, ladies. Um, I guess I'm a, 
when I hear people talk about like when you talk about like us being pro life and and mentioning like killings of black people, I I can't help but go back to it's because it's to me it's leading to a discussion about black on black crime, which um to me is a myth because every 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 race commits crimes against their own and and they create they commit those crimes against at the same rate. Um, the only thing is, is is you you hear about black people because of the fact that there is a anti-black sentiment throughout this country. So you're of course are going to hear about our um, shortcomings a lot more than you hear about any other race. Um, yeah. And in expanding onto that, um, you also step into a boundary that a lot of people don't. When they say, "Oh, well, we need to do this as a nation. We need to do this as a community." Like you literally, like to sit here now that I have completed a year of law school, like I see how embedded the protection of whiteness is embedded into very law. So we have law, we literally are set back in this country. Like they literally things in place to keep us in this, in this, oh, in, in this revolving wheel. So now it's, more so of what should we do to stop this evolution of because every time there is something that happens, there's a law that comes out, and even though it looks like it may be good for our community or it may be good moving forward, it is also a loophole there to also continuously hurt us. So I I understand what you're saying, but I feel like when even because you have your your um, anti-violence. Um, rallies and things like that that's in different communities and different groups that, that fight for that. Why I agree with that, I I definitely, I can't really say, like, because I feel like I am pro-life, and I feel like that most communities are pro-life and are, but we are set back. Like, you, we're literally a community that's playing catch-up, and we're continuously mm-hmm. playing catch-up in, in this country. And so... Um, which is one of the reasons why I, I feel like we have to find figure out a way. It's more of a solution of how to level the playing field because it's 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 there. Like you're going to hear of our shortcomings, and you're going to have this perception that we do the worst, and we're the worst that we we are doing the worst against our own. But in in actuality, those things are not not more common than they are in other any other community or any other race. But you hear about ours more, and we always are when there is um, us getting killed by the police or something that affects us that's in the news that we like we're outspoken about. The first thing people want to say, well, y'all kill y'all kill your own. Yeah. But every community yeah. does that, and I'm not saying that that's an excuse to make it okay because it's not okay. But I feel like it's a, it's it's derailing, it's demeaning, and it's dismissive of what the the main goal should be. Um, and you and, also got to realize who who actually owns BET. It ain't us, right? It's it's because yeah. it, it's not even educational anymore. It's more so of drama and and the same old movies playing over and the BET awards. Um, so I, I I I can't help but when when you say things like that, like I, I go to the to the point of like a black. I'm not gonna say that my community is not pro life. We all want to live because look at how many times, look at what we did for George Floyd. When he was killed and, and that man kneeled on, that officer kneeled on his neck for nine minutes, we came out in droves. And that man is now facing life in prison. So I, I'm not going to say that we're not, 
we're not pro-life. I feel like it's just more so it's always let's show what they do wrong because we don't want no one to see what they do right. Because we're out yeah. here, we're trying to do it. We're trying to move forward. We're trying to get and fight in a society and in, in, a, in, a, in a system that was made to keep, make sure we fail in the first place. So we yeah. already are at a disadvantage. So it's just always, a, it, to me, we always are playing catch-up. And anybody that um, does want to get in on the conversation, you have to press 1. Um, to let me know that you you get on you want to get on in on a conversation. So my apologies if I if I have not said that enough. Um, and I truly just want to say I want to say thank you again to everybody that's participated in the conversation. Um, but let me add this too. I interviewed a guy from uh, the rap group Ninety Three. I mean Souls of Mischief. Um, okay. And he was literally in there. Uh, they were signed to Jive, I believe. Um, and he was literally in the offices when the call came down that rap music was either going to be gangster music or extremely popish. There would no longer be a Tribe Called Quest or, or Chuck D's or anything of that nature. You had to make a decision, a business decision, selfishly. If you were a rapper or group from then moving forward, so that that right there is answering your question too, bro. Is that it? It was a concerted effort to put certain energies into our neighborhood, and we're not even going to talk about how they literally put crack into our neighborhood. Like that is, it didn't stop at that. It it was a a, a multifaceted and continues a multifaceted attack on blackness in this country. So when you see this shit on TV, that's not all of us. Because I don't care who you are. There's some white folks that the rest of the white folks don't like. There is some Asian people that the rest of the Asian people don't like. I don't care who you are, what ethnicity, you're going to have outliers that will do anything for a fucking buck. And unfortunately, our outliers that will do anything for a fucking buck are the ones that they tout as great. Right. That's true. You know, so, they, you know, so basic, basically the ones that sell dope to our to our people, the ones that sell crack, the crack dealers. Even with looking at the irony with Jay Z, people like Jay Z and Future, even Drake, in their rhetoric, it's the fabric of I sold dope, I sold drugs to my community in order to get me to a place of progression. So. I had to kill something in order, and that kind of goes against like pro-life discussion, you know, and I think, you know, even, whether it be a little girl that you're doing something bad to or a little boy, I think just preserving our community, it should be something that I think you guys are discussing and something that should be on the tables of our people more. I, I, I haven't been privy to those discussions coming up and seeing, you know, but willfully it will become popular of how we can, like the sister said, be pro-life. And if I'm not being pro-life, even if I'm trying to promote some bad diet or how can I do better? I want to raise my hand and say, well, hey, maybe I've been looking at things from a, from a warped perspective, but this isn't really benefiting the collective. So let's go to things that are benefiting. Like, you know, 
And and I think like I, I I will question like what would our people look look like then, you know what would I come in? and I think uh, I, from what you guys said and I think that was my brother uh, brother Nas that came on. It's a reality that the government we shouldn't allow the government to make these calls. Why? Because we should be the the political voices. We should be standing by these policies and and these agendas. We shouldn't wait for the government to come in and tell us what's 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 humane and what's inhumane for us. As long as we are there, we're going to be at this place where we're waiting for them, the one who has robbed us from our civil liberty, to give it to us. You know, and I think, you know, these are discussions and calls that, that we should be making and say, well, hey, these are communal discussions. You understand that are now coercing and encouraging our little boys on how to appropriately treat our little girls when in the and if they're not appropriate, yeah, it's going to be a group of daddies. That's and I'm, so, I'm so, bruh. Somebody got some weird noise in the background. I'm not sure. Oh, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. I hear yeah, that. I don't know who that is, but it's driving me crazy. Uh, and it just yeah, disappeared. Yeah. And I also got a seven three one that wants to get in on the conversation what, too. What, what, can, can I get a chance to go at his question a little bit though? Go ahead. Just to kind of answer Equine's question, which I, I think is is a real question. I think a lot of black people like struggle with that question and and try to deal with it. But I think the the best thing to to go with on that is, of course, the ancestors, the elders. And when Kwame Torre mm-hmm. talked about how white America has to justify not only what it's done, but what it continues to do. Theirs is a me culture. We come from a we culture. So in trying to, in trying to, to survive and even thrive amongst this culture, then, yeah, you're going to see some behavior that is anti-black, anti-African, because that's how you get rewarded. There's a football player today mm-hmm. who spoke out against mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick. Why? Because it's more likely to lead him to a job in the Monday football night booth, uh, speaking as a commentator. He knows that. We know that. We know what game he's playing. He knows who he's appealing to. So, like, when you talk about the music, my, my man brought it up earlier. Of course, the industry looked at where the sales were, which were the suburbs. Young white kids were mystified by this so-called gangster rap back in the day when I was growing up, when I was listening to it. So I ain't even going to sit here and lie to y'all. But uh, <laughs> the fact that the company decided, yo, this is where we're going to pour our money because this is bringing the biggest return. The white kids are buying this, so this is what we're going to do. And, of course, that meant, you know, native tongue, tribe, all those different groups, they got pushed to the side because that didn't matter anymore. It's about making the most money. So I, I just think we've got to be careful. We're critical of anything we see as far as how we act in public life, black folks. Most of the yeah. time, we're criticizing the end result. We're not talking about what created it. Shout out to the great yeah, Gil Scott Heron. He had, he had a book called The N-Word Factory where he talked about the United States as having the ability to reshape people's minds and incentives, carrots and sticks, you can kind of get people in dire situations to act in ways that you want them to act. And then you can turn around and justify the position they're in because you can say, well, mm-hmm. see, look how they act. So, so, yeah, right, so right. I, like, I get where equality is coming from. Like, we all understand that. But like I said, we've we got to take this back to Torrey on that. We, we cannot be confused about, you know, how propaganda works. Right. All right, on that note, man, let me get 731 in on the conversation real quick. What's good, fam? appreciate you calling in. What are your thoughts? Hello? 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 Yeah. 
I'm calling because uh, Roe versus Wade. I do not agree with the Supreme Court's decision. I don't agree with Donald Trump's decision. The only reason Roe versus Wade was overturned is because Donald Trump and his little goons want to make the white race peer again. And if they get their way, they're going to have everything they want. And all these people that say, oh, we don't, you know, we don't care. We want pro-choice or pro-life. That's fine. That's great. I was brought up to believe abortion is wrong. But, you know, let's look at it like this. Everybody's saying abortion is wrong. Think of it like this. you got a wife, a mother, sister, or a daughter, niece, whatever. Mm-hmm. What if they get raped? Are you going to tell them, okay, you got raped. You was asking for it to raise that baby. Do you want them to sit in a courtroom with the racist and have to pick out visitation while he's in jail, or when he gets out, you got to set up a play date with that rapist and tell her, well, you got right, but that rapist still has rights to that baby because that's that baby daddy. That's not right to her or anybody to be able to carry a rapist baby. You got incest in the family. A little kid does not know what to do with a baby when they're a kid themselves. Anybody that tells you, oh, you should carry that baby, you got men that rape their own wife and beat them to make, and they get pregnant. They may not mm-hmm. want another child. So are you telling a woman, you have no say over your body. We're going to take control and make you carry that baby. Donald Trump could care less about a black person. And everybody is sitting here talking about all around the situation. The situation is Donald Trump doesn't want the white race peer. And if they can overturn Roe versus Wade for abortion, you better get ready because they're going to overturn where gay couples can get married. They want to get rid of black and white couples getting married. This is Real person's wage has nothing to do with uh, black people getting killed because they could give two dams about us. They're trying to fix for white people. This, this Roe versus Wade has nothing to do with black people. It's trying to stop white women from having abortions. They'll put them agree. on welfare and food stamps as far as they're concerned. That's what it's all about. They won't stall white race peer and anybody that says oh we're not trying to make it peer yeah they are they're trying to make it to where they have more white people in this world because the white race is dying out and they don't like it so anybody that says that's a lie you better start doing your research because if they get a chance they're going to start knocking off black people as fast as they can put them on this earth, the white race is a, a minority, if you want to put it that way, because every other race has the majority. And the mixed race is coming in, and it's coming in strong. And they cannot have that or allow that to take place. So this is why Roe versus Wade was overturned. And you're right, Tennessee is one of those that has Put that law in effect. And as I was watching the news today, Canada has now said they 
they will give a free abortion to anybody that can make it to their uh, country, no matter where you're at. Now, that's sad that some other country is trying to give the people in the United States a free abortion because we got dumb people in this United States Senate and the Supreme Court. If you want these people out of office, then go to the polls as black people, then united and get these suckers out of office. That's the <laughs> only way change is going to happen. If you want to be dumb, keep letting these same suckers stay in office that they have made a career out of. And you keep paying their salaries for them to shit on us. So you have two choices, stand up, woman up, man up. Because if you don't, black people are going to be put back where we were before. We're not going to have rights. We're not going to be able to say anything. And that's going to be that. I don't feel sorry for anybody, black or white, that does not vote. If you want to be able to fuss and gripe, go vote. If you don't, shut your mouth. So (laughs) you want to complain about Roe versus Wade? Get off your ass. Go vote. Get these suckers out of office. Otherwise, shut your mouth and just put tape over it and take, bend over and let them screw you from here to hell and back. Because that's exactly what they're going to do to you. And they're going to keep sticking it to you. As a matter of fact, you brought in, who was it? Somebody said about black people standing together. That's true. It happens when something bad goes down. Let's yeah. see it happen now because we're under attack from yeah, George, Floyd, George Floyd. That was a good reason to come together. Right now, Roe versus Wade is a damn good reason to come together one because they could care less about us. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate appreciate that. Thank you. I'm just being honest. And nobody that wants to stand up and tell it like it is, Donald Trump don't love us. The Marjorie Um, Green. To keep it a buck, I don't don't think that uh, Joe Biden loves us either. That's just my two cents. Well, we we shouldn't be discussing politicians in terms of love anyway. Politicians move where their interests are. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's but the vice president definitely don't love us. She may be no. black. It, 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 does, it doesn't matter like if they love you or not. It's about can you get your agenda passed? Can you put pressure on them to get what you want done? Are you organizing in a fashion to get it done? Again, the, the, like this idea that we're under attack because X, Y, Z. No, we were always under attack. As, as Malcolm said, as long as you south right. of that Canadian border, you south. So we, we should always understand that. And there have been great movements made because of it. Uh, it hell, but the people the keeping point. these people yeah, at bay at this very the moment, post. they're doing their, their job. And, and, and hold on, because voting is a, is a tool, not an answer, capital A, because we're talking about states that have gerrymandered their districts and won state house votes through Koch money and used that Koch brothers' money that, that, in order that, to that, put that, That's the key right there. We, so we, we, got a, we got billionaires, and we are not spending our money adequately. So, so, 
Yeah, so we can't just do that either. Like, we got to be careful with this idea that you're going to vote and then AOC is going to swing in and right, save you. Like, right. no, that's not, that's not black radical right. tradition at all. Did we, as Dr. Amos Wilson said, did you vote to get the vote? No, you organized and put pressure on until they had to concede it to you. So let's, you know, let's, let's be careful I, about this. Part, I, I think part our problem is, one of our problems is, is that we aren't, like every city has a city planner that plans that city years beyond their existence. They have a replacement that does the same thing. So 50 years down the line, well, this guy's already 60. He knows he's going to be dead, but he's making plans for 50 years down the line. Black folks aren't doing that politically. We are not raising, like white folks raise presidents. They will identify certain people and say, this person has the characteristics we want. We're going to train them in a certain mode so that ideologically they'll think a certain way. We'll give them the tools to be successful, at least to get in the arena. We aren't raising senators. We aren't raising VAs. That that right there is the most important piece. Yes, that right there is the most. That's why Uh, the policy. Let me me agree with the brother real quickly because what he said was very important as it relates to us as as a people. Oh, no, 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 you're, you're fine. You're fine. But I, I was just I was just saying we first have to have an identity of what's going to go into that young that young boy and young. I think us as a people now we are. Yeah, hold, on, hold on, listen, listen. Yeah, young person. I, well, I'm she, sorry. She's right, 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 right. Young person. Right, right, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Young person, not just boy but girl. But in this discussion, I think it's a one where I'm not knocking anybody else, but I think we've allowed ourselves to come to the table and now have discussions amongst other folks about our family business. And now other people wind up, they they wind up now having an opinion on how we should be shaped, on what we should do, on how we should move. And hold on, listen, listen, respectfully, respectfully, because I know, because I'm I'm not in certain organizations, so when they have their business and their affairs going on over there, I try not to meddle in that business because sometimes that could potentially be, be uh, you know, some something that could badly happen. So, you know, I, I think for us as a people, we should just understand that, you know, and we started here talking about pro-life. We started speaking about Roe versus Wade, and that's just not a black discussion. But when I'm having the discussion, I'm speaking about it from that perspective, you understand, and how it affects us as black folks. So, you know, I'm not mad at anybody else's thing, but what you said is very important, brother. Understanding, grooming our seeds from the ground up. We, that means even from the table where they're having discipline on what they're eating, the time they should be going to do, on what they're watching. Right now, this hip-hop, you understand, that, that, that is representative by black boys. Basically, that's what you see, black men that are performing hip-hop mainly. You understand? It's taking our children to a bad place, and they are getting a lot of their learning from from hip-hop. They're learning how to engage in social life and life at, at large. They're drinking syrup. They're drinking the codeine. They're engaging full-fledged in these lifestyles. So I think these are things that are very important as it relates to now moving that stuff out of the way, understanding who is giving this stuff to us. So while I'm seeing people picketing 
for the Roe versus Wade. I'm not mad at that. I think we should utilize our voice and equally have that same support. So if people want to get on the bandwagon, we need them to come over when it's time to now, you know, stand and pick it for other things that are going to be effective in our community as well. You understand? So I'm not just tackling one one thing. I think it's very important that we, you know, uh, you know, be 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 general and, and kind of hit everything as well. Absolutely. Um, and ma'am, um, you wanted to say something? Uh, I'm not disagreeing with anything that y'all said. Yes, we do need to start grooming our young ladies and our young men to take on the role as a president, a vice president. We need to start setting up a plan for ourselves to become more active in our community, to become more of a leader. But where I live at, I guarantee you, we do not have black people in my community that are leaders. We have, my little town is more white people that are uh, that are, are in power here, I should say. My mm-hmm. little town has nothing to do with uh, is sad that we don't have people here. And if we do have people that are in power, they're too scared because they're either doing business with the white people and they're too scared that they are going to lose that business to speak out against them. And that's sad. And the sad part is you can't trust black people or I live in no more than you can throw them. And you're right. You don't let people know your business. So yeah, I agree with that. I don't let black or white know my business. I keep my business <laughs> to myself. I raise my child. I don't put outside into my business. My family is my basic goal. And my place is I go to families, I go what I got to do, I come home. I don't put other people in my area of business because I don't trust anybody. And when you start saying I got a good friend, I trust that friend, that friend will bite you as hard as it can bite you. And that's a horrible way to live, though, man. You got to be able to. You got to be able to trust somebody. Yeah, I trust Jesus. But as far as trusting people, I've been bit one time too many. No. But the thing of it is, you gotta, you, well, got, you, you have to just, just my two cents. It's, it's not those, those people necessarily. You, you have to trust your choices in those people because each one of those people that bit you, you, you chose to have in your life. You know what? They were here for a season. They were here for a season, and that was what they were here for. And as far as as that, if we don't help ourselves and help our as a black community, yeah, we're going to be stumbled on. Everything that Martin Luther King has done is going to come undone, and everything that the people before us, our ancestors, have done, we're going to lose if we don't get it together. People already think we're stupid and have no 
no brain, don't know anything, because we have so many people that act ignorant in our race. Same way white people, but you don't see them putting theirs down like we do. If we don't get ourselves together as black people and start putting it together, we are going to lose everything that our ancestors have worked for. The I have a dream will only go so far. We don't see anybody doing anything to further that dream. Yeah, but simple question, ma'am. In what decade in American history has that not been the case? In a lot of decades, because I look at it in my hometown. I see everybody that where I live at, they want to live up that I have a dream. And I don't see my hometown furthering that I have a dream. I yeah, well, let, me be, let, me be, let me be more specific what I'm saying. There's never been a period in American history black folks weren't under the gun as far as socially, economically, culturally, everything that could happen. But despite that, the resistance always was able to form. We created not only organizations, but we created institutions that were able to get around a lot of this stuff, and that's going to continue. When you see these young folks out here organizing right now against this Roe v. Wade decision, when you see brothers like, what's their brother's name in in New York, Uh, Christian something, the brother that, that organized with workers in Amazon and beat Amazon. Oh, yeah. A regular per dollar hour worker, and they beat Amazon. Y'all, y'all man, look, look, man, don't let these other people confuse you about who we are. The resistance yeah. has always been. And they there. put that brother That's to the ringer, too. Yes, it's going to be a lot of pressure. Yes, it's going to be tough. And then we got to ask ourselves another question as far as the next century. Are we actually uh, looking towards the group that's going to be on top as competition? Because we sit up here and always compare ourselves to them when we should probably be looking across the sea and saying, damn, emerging China in 50 years, a billion people plus, emerging India in 30 years, a billion people plus. Why are we measuring Honestly, if you, in 100 years, this is just going to be big Mexico. Look, man, when you start talking about those areas we talked about, those poor white men and women who are, you know, living below the poverty line and everything else, this ain't going to make things better for them. Are they going to get access to health care, dental care, natal care, all the stuff that they actually need? No, because those same people are going to vote against their own interests and still be in trouble. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. If you want to be honest about it, 90% of this country votes against their own interests, white, black, green, or otherwise. However, um, I do got to wrap it up shortly. Yeah, yeah. I want to, you know, any last words? Ma'am, you wanted to say something. But can I say this? But if you look at China and the rest of the world, China's students are more educated than America's kids. We are so far behind China in learning that it's not even funny. And they want to talk about. Well, we're trying to educate. No, you're not, because if you wanted to educate America's kids, you would do better. And then one thing off the record, the gun laws. We have so many black people that have been targeted with the, by whites. It is not, I mean, there's no words to describe it. Uh, and you look at these little Republicans, which I like to slap a lot of them in the Back of the head, <laughs> but it's against the law to do that. They need to wake up because 
You got people that's driving two and three hours to come across into another state just because they don't like black people or they think they can get away with it, like Cal Rittenhouse did, which he should have been locked up, but he wasn't. They're killing black people or they're going into churches and shooting or burning them down and they're getting off with it. It should be considered a hate crime when you do such a thing. But I tell you what, if that was a black man that did that, he would have been shot on the spot with no questions asked. That's the problem right there. We aren't returning that favor. I don't care if it's I don't care if they label it a hate crime. They shouldn't even make it to court. If we shot up a white no. person, man, we would be shot and killed on the spot. And you know that we, as well as but, I but, do. But, but no, we're – see, that's, that, 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 that's, that's the problem right there. That thought – that, that I'm, I'm, hold, hold on one second, bro. Bro, 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 hold on one second. Because that right there, that thought process, in my personal opinion, is part of our problem. Because they shooting and killing us in cold blood anyway. Well, At the very least, hold on, man. At the very least, we could be getting shot and killed after doing some fucking damage. Excuse my language. However, <laughs> when they do something to one of us, we should be returning that same action in kind, and they will stop. Because thus far, it's marching. You didn't and, really and, disagree and, uh, one time. I just said time and place. That's all I'm saying. I hear you, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm sorry, but you know, like. Like, like, they should be getting the same work that they're giving. And, and, if, if, and if somebody gets lost on our side, well, we we lose. We've been losing people since they stole us. But if you look and, at it, and, and, the cops are not even people either. They're killing just as fast as they pull them over. Yeah. What was you saying, bro? No, I agree with you, uh, uh, but I, I feel like rather than actually what we're speaking about, responding and reacting to certain behaviors that we already know that are in place, I feel like it should be more of like what you were talking about, what we would, you know, what the whole discussion is, getting into our fetuses, having the life of our children planned, you understand, rather than allowing something else to plan, you know, and be the parent for our children. We are already setting up the diets for our children. We already are knowing what schools our children, what types of education our children are getting. Hold on. Uh, we already, you know, even when it comes down to defense and, you know, having guns, this is something that we are. Hello? Yes, I'm Ma'am, you okay? Okay. Yeah, fine. Okay. Okay. So, so I, I agree with you, bro. You, 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 you're right, though. Like, but both can be right, true. Right. Like, we got to prepare ourselves, but we also got to We also have to stop being so. Sir, you know, woe is me and not doing anything. Thank you. Well, no, thank no, you no, for calling I, I, up. I, I, right, right. I, I feel exactly what what you're saying, but I feel like, I, and from my opinion. I, my my means of doing something is being more, you know, I, I want to feel like we're actually going to do something for the greater cause. Of course, we can hit those areas when it's time to, but I feel like, hey, let's get our children some concealed weapons permits. 
Let's teach them yeah. how to stay out of trouble, how to stay out of trouble, because we do know how easy it is for black children to get in trouble and not Man. have a felony and misdemeanors. So let's teach them. We did all of that at Black Wall Street. They burnt this shit to the ground and still murdered us. Right, and 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 that's a, and, and 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 that's also something else to look at. We can have guns. We can be in some, in a centralized place, but we still have to understand that this is the American government, and they still run the they still run the army. So they still yeah. run the same planes that dropped the bomb in in Tulsa. So. If they what what happens when they want to turn all that high power weaponry on you? I mean, I think we, I, from my opinion, it's been done before, and it's, some people would say it's it's being done now. You understand? So you know, so I feel like he, he you know, of course, yeah, protecting ourselves and defending in the same playbook discussion. But I th- I think it's going to be something that well, it's going to be a deep conversation as it relates to where we at having that conversation. Right. Right, but Absolutely. In, in these conversations, uh, hold on, hold on one second. Hold, hold on, Imani, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. You got because I got to wrap it up. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but um, I have got to wrap it up. I uh, I want to thank y'all though, man, for for, for really, really, really an, an honestly beautiful conversation that that I hope can be a template for other other conversations tackling difficult subjects within our community. Y'all have showed up and showed out as fucking adults. And, and nobody, not one person raised their voice. Nobody called anybody out their name. And not all of us agreed on every aspect. And yet somehow we still here and we had a beautiful conversation. I love y'all so much for that. Um, Queen, did you have any, any last words before we go? And then I'm going to let the brothers, uh, had a last word. Um, me, Imani. Yes, ma'am. Um, I I would just say, um, overall, I, I I agree with different parts of what everybody said. Um, we have to. Bottom line, from what I see from my perspective, civil rights and civil liberties is under attack, and if we don't be careful, and if we don't find a way to um, bring a solution, we are going to be relitigating a lot of the things that our ancestors have already fought and resisted against to put into place to bring us to where we are, um, to the progress that we've made. Versus we, some people may feel that it's not a lot of progress. I, I can understand that perspective, but if we don't, if we don't figure out how, how to move forward, we're going to be we're going to be relitigating a lot of stuff that were already put in place that our ancestors died for, marched for. Somebody mentioned Martin Luther King. All those things are going to be overturned because civil rights and civil liberties, in my opinion, just in the reaction of Roe versus Wade, it's under attack. They're under attack, and they're they're going to come back and they're going to start trying to roll back a lot of things um, out of fear. That's going to happen, and that's that's my bottom line. I also agree with. Um, instilling and growing your children and teaching them. And that's one thing I instill in my own son, um, who is 15, um, to the point that my son speaks my name in rooms and put me in platforms and be like, well, my mom said because of my perspective, because of how he sees. And he's now talking about at 15 that he wants to go to law school and thinking about um, to do what he can to, to make a change and what I instill in him. So I do definitely agree with that as well. So I agree 
with a lot. Uh, I do have some various opinions of what some people have said, but I, I definitely, I think we all have the same perspective. We have different routes to get there, but we all have the same goals. And I think we just need to figure out how we can make it to that same goal versus our different perspectives. Thank you so much. I truly, truly appreciate you. Uh, fellas, y'all got anything y'all want to say before I wrap it up? No, no, yeah, the only I'll thing say, I would say, say is... Uh, oh, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. No, I was no, just no say you go ahead, bro. Uh, uh, <laughs> if I was out of turn and speaking so long so we didn't get to hear from the sisters as much, yeah, definitely negative position on me. Sorry about that. We're talking about Roe v. Wade and more men talk than women. That's a me problem, not a them problem. So, yeah, I get a little long-winded, so my bad on that. But, man, man, don't be talking about this stuff and start talking all dire like we can't win. Stop. Sometimes, man, y'all got to stop with that defeatism stuff, man. Like, man, we didn't beat better odds than this, worse odds than this. We, we don't just pass two, man. Don't let these folks scare you. Keep pushing, and good conversation with everybody. Thank you. Thank right, you, bro. Right. And I just want to say. I got to respond to that. I'm scared. <laughs> no, not you, not you, not you. It was, it was something that was said earlier. Definitely not you. Yeah. I, I, I understand yeah, where you're coming yeah. from, though. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I, 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 want, I want to say sometimes me offering um, an opinion or in the discussion um, is a one that I offer as a responsible, as a conscious black man in the community, having children, having, you know, family in there. And um, I'm not a woman. And like bro said, definitely didn't want to overshadow the women. But uh, I, I think I had something to say as well because I have girls and I think I have to practice on the things that I'm going to encourage and I need to be encouraging them. You, you understand? So it's I want them to basically have a healthy outlook. And I wanted to say this, that we all must be careful because I saw something years ago that's attached with this with this movement, questionable, all right? I'm not pointing the finger, but it's the whole slut pride movement. And I think it's something that's unfairly being pushed and promoted on our, our young girls with easily accessible and, and so popular with now even million-dollar prizes and rewards that comes with, you know, having a stripper pole in your, with, with something common as having, you know, or doing stripper aerobics or whatever. This is, is, is becoming so common where, That's you know, it's going away from, it's, <laughs> it's going away from what I've seen, the respect that I got from my grandmother that we don't have. And we are losing the same respect in our community. And I feel like this is something that we definitely need to get back to within this discussion and other discussions that, you know, may be uh, around this one. As a woman, and speaking on behalf of majority of women, at the end of the day, no man has a right to govern a woman's body and her decisions, point blank, period. It should be her choice, her body, her choice, regardless. You can have your opinions, you can feel how you want, but at the end of the day, that's her decision. And I have, I feel that no man should have an input or a say-so in that. Just my opinion. And, 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 and see, sis, you are right, and I think at the end of the day, no man has that right to tell another man. You understand? But I feel like because this is a communal discussion, just even if we had a little girl that had a gun to her head, I feel like it's not only her choice. I feel like I have a duty 
as a responsible man, and I'm not just going to allow that little girl to blow her brains out, even if she says that's her own choice. I'm going to try to bat it down. I, that, that's just me. That's, that's just that, me. Okay, so I know he has to wrap it up, but that that is apples and oranges. That you're talking about now, you're stepping into a, a part, okay. a, a area of suicide. That's totally different. That is not the same as a woman, as a little girl, or a woman having a choice over her body. That is apples and oranges. That is not a good analogy, um, and I definitely don't agree with that part. Taking the taking the life of another of another, you don't you wouldn't say. I mean, just having an honest discussion. This is your no, grandchild. I, 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 is, I would have I would have to agree with the queen on that one, bro. I I personally don't. Okay. I get where you're trying to go, but I don't. Okay. Agree I just I guess with we, that we one. just feel different on that. We just and that's you know, okay. I I, I that's, that's that's I understand. Yeah, and nothing wrong with that, man. We no, you know, we not we're not wired. We're not supposed to. We weren't put here to agree with everything everybody says. That, that's right, right, uh, that's, right, that's the beauty of, of of the the human experience. Um, and for that for that, I want to say uh, first and foremost, man, I want I want to thank my moms and 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 the women in my life. You know, uh, rest in peace, moms. Uh, but especially having daughters that are, that are grown, you raise your daughters to be strong women, and they they become strong women. And sometimes you have to remind yourself you raised them to be that way because they're not always going to make decisions that you want them to make, but they have to make decisions that are best for their lives. And that's how it's supposed to work. You know, it ain't ain't our call as men to make any decision for for women. And I agree, it's not not a call for women to make a decision for a man. You know, it's... That's a universal thing. People have have their right and should have the right to make decisions governing themselves. You know, um, nah. I just wanted to thank again everybody for calling up, everybody that tuned in, everybody that will tune in because you'll see Roe versus Wade uh, overturned and want to hear the conversation. And I appreciate you for listening. Uh, do me, do me a favor. Just go to YouTube and follow My Skin Is My Sin on YouTube as well as Intellectually Petty Radio. Also on Instagram, My Skin Is My Sin, the number one, as well as Intellectually Petty Radio. Uh, on all the platforms, um, just look up Intellectually Petty Radio. Although My Skin Is My Sin has been the brand for years, um, it's, you know we got to move on. You know, And Intellectually Petty Radio is where we at. Uh, I'm, every Thursday at 7 p.m., I got somebody coming on that I interview, and actually this Thursday um, at 5 p.m., I got DJ uh, Johnny O, the creator of Nerve DJs, and at 7 p.m., I have Kenneth Womack, who created the group on Facebook, Proud Black Fathers, which has got like 150,000 people or so in there. Um, so looking forward to those conversations again Check me out. Appreciate you. Y'all have a good one. Uh, Queen, you already know. If there's anything I can ever do for you, please, you know how to get in touch. Uh, thank bruh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, come on now. Bruh, I appreciate uh Brothers, I appreciate y'all calling up. Um, I don't know if, if we follow each other on social media. If not, please go to 
one of those accounts that I mentioned. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, the fan page is My Skin Is My Sin. Inbox me, and I'll follow you personally because I appreciate y'all taking some time out y'all lives to join this discussion. Uh, Just Gray, I know she had to dip. Appreciate her for showing up and showing out. Um, and the young lady that called in, I you know don't know who she is, and that's cool too. Appreciate her for calling up. Y'all have a good one on that note, and I'm out. Thank you again for the platform. Oh, come on now. You're welcome. Peace, fam. <laughs> All right.